Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's Dale Lippin in here with my bro host in crime, Trey Van Buskirk. And Trey, I want to ask you, uh, what's your favorite color? Oh, boy. <laughs> you going to hit me with a Mickey Mouse dressed like Buddy the Elf? Uh, my, my favorite color is green, dude, because it's all about that money. Oh, really? Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. What, are your, what are the four major food groups? Uh, cash, no. lettuce. No. Oh, okay. What are they? What's candy? Candy corn? Candy, candy canes? Maple syrup? <laughs> oh, you're you're uh, you've noticed that I'm wearing a Buddy the Elf costume. Is what you're doing? Is it a Buddy the Elf costume, or is that just your normal everyday? I'm gonna be honest. The velvet up against these nips right now have uh, got me all sorts of excited, Dale. Is it real velvet? Is it like a crushed velvet? What is that? Yeah, it's Amazon finest. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Straight from the land of the rising sun. You, you, sir, wore your Christmas best as well. It looks like that is a custom ugly sweater you got going on. There. It is It is a custom ugly sweater uh, rep, repping my favorite collegiate team, the Maryland Terrapins. Uh, one thing you can't see on the back, I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to. I'm just going to spin the chair. We'll see if it, you can see it or not. I'm going to take the microphone with me. Nope, hold on. Let's wait. Let's try it. Punchlist MMA right across 
the shoulder blades. Yeah, wow. man. Yeah, man. You know, this is uh, this was a gift from my mom. My mom, who, uh, as you know, is one of our our most devout supporters, uh, decided she was just going to send me something in the mail. And uh, here we are. I get an ugly sweater. And then for whatever reason, not that not that the Maryland Terrapins and Punchless MMA have anything to do with each other, but she thought it would be a great idea to put it on the back. And it's a gift and it's comfortable and I like it. So I'm going to wear it. And yeah, I mean, it's it feels good. It feels good. You look, you look festive. This is the last UFC of the entire year, right before Christmas. Close out mm. the year. Go out with a bang. You look fantastic. I feel fantastic. Are we ready, Dale? Let me ask you this because we haven't really discussed this. Let's so let's let's do some some show brainstorming while we while the mic is hot. Is this our last show of the year? Uh, well, no, because we'll have a cocktail hour. We'll have a punchless bullshit volume six for this year. Oh, when are we are we doing that next week? Or are we doing that the week after? Uh, whenever, whenever the people the people want it, the people get it. Okay, all right. We'll see what we can do as far as Christmas vacations lining up. So, yeah, I mean, I'm cool with whatever. I just I don't know if we should do back because after this, there's nothing until what like January 19th or something, right? Really? I think there's a gap. There's there's a large gap. So maybe this is where we take like two weeks and we like shift the culture towards like Russian ping pong or something like that. Mm, maybe, maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we had it down. We had, what was that in 2020 where we had a couple months where there were no, there was no event and we had a show with nothing, <laughs> with no UFC to talk about, no MMA as a whole to talk about, but we kept it going for three months, man. Those get dangerous. Those are usually what leads to the shadow ban. <laughs> so. Right. Which is crazy. Cause we, we didn't get shadow ban now or then, but we have it now, which I find it, I find it absolutely hilarious that they decided to remove our John Anik video, mm. which has been up for almost a year and coincidentally had to do with the movie Elf, which you are currently wearing. So yeah, I'm not really sure. Wild. I know. I, I really, I, I really don't list. know. There's something going on, man. I don't know what it is. I don't want to give us more credit than, than is due, but there's something nefarious afoot. Nefarious what? <laughs> what yeah <laughs> that's not a word yes it is nefarious nefarious is a word you mean narwhal no narwhal is what buddy the elf talked to when he was leaving the north pole nefarious is like something like devious or up to no good with ill intent is nefarious i hope you find your dad hope- <laughs> <laughs> speaking of dads um I, I saw saw a great headline, which somebody wanted all the smoke. Um, said the that Juliana Pena. I'm going to paraphrase because I can't remember it word for word. But is Juliana Pena is the first woman champion to birth who, to had ever birthed a child? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said it. She said it while being interviewed with Laura Sanko, and it was kind of this like awkward like uh, are we giving just due to all women or there's a little bit of a fine line because you know man and nunez didn't technically birth they were more of a petri dish type family so right. a little difficult well even then uh, uh nina's the one who carried it so it wasn't even amanda that carried the baby right so like the first birthing champion which oh. is something that michelle waterson has wanted for a long time but now she won't get it so wow yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And then Misha Dale, Tate wanted it, and then but Misha won her belt before she got knocked up. So. We, you were the one. You were the 
a confidant on this. You were the uh, the one that I think was most truly confident on the sprinkle. But what did that go off at? Seventeen to one, eighteen to one, twenty-one mm. to one. What did we she go was, off here? No, no, no. She was plus. And initially, like I think the shock, the shock was that she was the biggest underdog ever. But she really wasn't. It was, I think she was plus six twenty-five at close. Oh, but that was that was money line though. I'm talking submission. Oh, I have no idea. I, I I had no idea what that was. I didn't even look at it. That was a shock because of all the props. That's the only one that was like a true pathway to victory was Julian Pena by sub. I will say this. I'll die on my sword. I don't care. Nunes absolutely quit. That was not a tight submission by any means. That was called being gassed, being out of shape, ring rust, just not wanting to be there. Plus 1600 says Omar in the chat. That's what Pena, Pena by sub was. I, I'll i say this. I don't necessarily – see, this is tough for me because I don't want to take anything away from Juliana Pena because I said that she had a good chance to win the fight and she won the fight. So that makes me really happy. Uh, I just don't know necessarily how good she looked versus how bad Amanda Nunes looked. Like, uh, I, Amanda, Amanda Nunes looked real bad. Real bad. I know. She looked bad. Uh, yeah. Omar says, "Can I get some love for calling Pena by sub in the live chat last week?" Of course you can, man. Of course. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty badass. Yeah, um, I'll put you on the screen too. I'll put you on the you, screen. You know what was not badass, Dale, and actually took a little bit of shine. We always talk about main events, mm-hmm. like the Charles Oliveira, mm-hmm. and we get Conor McGregor doing the tweets and stuff like that out there. But I think the showstopper, the attention grabber that night, was not Conor McGregor. It was Michael Chiesa, my friend. No, I don't. Here's the thing: is Kiesa had his little moment, but I don't think he was the show stealer. I mean, he's just a drunken he's idiot, shit faced, jumping over, trying to get in there, yeah. cuts up his eye, which he later posted on Instagram that he was like crying, he was swollen. It's like, no, bro, you like cut your eye wide open trying to go in over the banister, trying to get into the octagon, and then all of a sudden, what you're like boyfriend girlfriend with freaking Juliana Pena. I understand you guys are all Spokane, Washington. I understand that community's tight, but like, come on. They've been friends for years. They've been friends for years. I mean, look, look, you're happy to see your people win, but you gotta you gotta keep things with you gotta keep things within reason. He he overreacted, but he also had some of the liquid courage flowing through him. And again, Kies is one of those guys that kind of forgets his station sometimes, yeah. where he feels like because they give him the microphone, because they allow him to participate. <coughs> excuse me participate i think i need a drink oh no Um, it's because you said participate and you hate that word participation trophies and you almost like died yeah because they allow him to take part (laughs) in uh in in the broadcast you know and they allow him to sit at the desk after the fights and break them down uh remember you know there were times where he was given he was like critiquing dc and doing all kinds of stuff like kiesa at times can get a little get a little sauced up on his own juice. And um, yeah, I mean, look, he just, I'm not taking anything away from, I don't think it was the show, the show stealer, Juliana Pena shocked the world. Good for her parody in the division. Like I asked for, I got what I wanted. And more importantly, Charles Oliveira, I think now to parrot a lot of what the other MMA media has said, we have to, we have to put to bed the idea of him not having any grit because he has, legitimately turned himself into a 
a workhorse of sorts. The Chandler fight, he overcame adversity. The Poirier fight, he overcame adversity. Yeah, uh, I I don't necessarily know that I can call him a quitter anymore. No, he stays hard, dude. He's he's Goggins now. He's hard. He's hard he's all the, the time, dude. He's, he's so man. hard. I, I I thought it was a good play. I mean, and we, you know, I said Oliveira. I said by submission. I feel good. I feel good about uh, everything that happened last week, man. I will say this. One of the things that really surprised me about the Poirier-Olivera fight was how consistently ruthless this sport can be in the sense that anybody that's watched MMA for a prolonged period of time knows what it's like, especially if you have a favorite fighter, you know what it's like to have your heart broken. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that the MMA gods love more than to crush dreams mm. and rewrite destiny. And guys like Dustin Poirier, you're going to look back and go, I just don't understand how that guy was never an undisputed champ. I know. And then, and then once you dig into the meat and potatoes of it, you're going to go, golly, he just literally fought every tough fight. And it was just never his time. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And it's just <laughs> Oliveira choking him out in the third round was the most like cosmically poetic, heart wrenching, Shakespearean like fall on your sword kind of thing. I just, it just, it seemed inevitable. It really seemed inevitable and just the way it was, bro. I love, I love that parallel. <clears throat> not always the bridesmaid, not the bride. I, I don't know why I was having flashbacks of, of Paul Walker. Cause like for me, Paul Walker was like on his way to being the greatest actor of all time, but then he died and it was kind of like, God, he, he went through all these great movies. He did such great performances. And then it just, it never amounted to what it should have been oh at that moment, gosh. you know? So I totally get what you mean. I, I, get I sit it. here and I try to think of something meaningful to say and, and put it. And then you compare what I say to Paul Walker being the greatest actor of all time. Okay. If this is a whole Shia LaBeouf, like I'm pissed off thing, you can save it because we all know Paul Walker was the freaking gem of all gems oh, in man. any fast and furious skull and bones. I mean, dude was BJJ Brown belt. I'm not. I can't take anything away from. Uh, listen, I can't take anything away from the Jets. Uh, time. <laughs> I, can't, I can't take anything away from that. Nor I wouldn't try. I wouldn't try to. But I just. Oh man, I don't know. I feel like I feel like if I, I feel like if I go in the ground before you, you would bring balloons to my funeral. Well, it should be a celebration of life. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Oh my gosh! All right. Let's break down this card. We have a lot, and admittedly, this week has been a bit of an uphill climb for us. Tuesday wasn't able to work because you were at the Magic Kingdom, yep. and then Thursday, <laughs> which is today, we were supposed to start 45 minutes ago, and I had an engagement that ran over, and we've got like a 58-fight final card here, <laughs> and it's already 10-20, and I've got to work in the morning, and as much as I love to talk fights with you, I like to have done this. I'd like to be wrapping up the show as opposed to just starting. So can we can we get into this? 
We can, but I need you to limit. I know this is a big deal for you tonight. And it's a massive deal that your boy Cub Swanson is on the card. And he's I need the you to just, dude, keep it together. I know he's you're going to come fight. in. He's the first fight. We're going to talk about him first. Extra toasty, but cool your freaking jets, dude. He, It's the first fight. We're going to talk about him. I'm going to use all my time right now. And then I'll just give you money line plays for the rest. I'm literally, you're about to get 38 solid minutes of Cub Swanson talk on how he's <laughs> going to beat Darren Elkins. Before we get to that, though, before we get to that, guys, if you yes. want the best meat on the planet Earth, go to stayclassymeats.com, use promo code FIST and save 10%. If you haven't already done so, consider going to allegianceclothing.com, searching for the word hedge at the top, and buying the hedge shirt. We have one week left on the pre-order. Yeah. One week left on the pre-order. You can use code PUNCH. It saves you 15%. All the proceeds, ev literally everything. So here's the thing. We talked about it. We talked about it on the Instagram story, if you haven't, if you didn't see it. Um, obviously, Arkansas, Kentucky, Illinois, and I, I feel bad. I can't remember the other, the, the fourth state. Um, we're all really hit hard with tornadoes in the last week. Uh, none more so than the town of Mayfield, Kentucky, and a couple other towns in Kentucky. I think it's 80 confirmed death at this point, uh, dead at this point. There's dozens still missing. We talked about it. We decided let's send all the proceeds to the shirt uh, from the shirt to the Red Cross in Kentucky, which you know we'd be happy to do, and then we're going to match it. So whatever whatever you guys do with the shirt, Trey and I will then match that contribution so whatever it ends up being so then we reached out to roy and told him we were doing that and roy said all right well we're gonna waive we're not gonna do any production costs we're just gonna make the shirts we're gonna do whatever and then every dollar not just profit dollar every dollar from the shirt will then go to the red cross in kentucky and we're gonna match it so if you haven't already done so go to allegianceclothing.com use uh promo code punch save 15 percent on the entire thing and know that every dollar every cent of your purchase for the head shirt is going directly to the red cross in kentucky and then trey and i are going to match that contribution to it as well so i would love to send a fat check i would love to so um we're we're gonna do we're gonna do it exactly like that so even if you you know have a cousin that doesn't listen to our show your mom doesn't know what mma is you have an uncle that likes figure skating. Buy him one of our shirts, and we'll 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 take care of it from there. All right, done deal. Done cool. deal. All right, let's break down this card, man. Uh, UFC Fight Night: Lewis versus Dawkins. First fight on the main card. You already know oh what it God. is. You already know, dude. Cub Swanson taking on Darren Elkins. Cub Swanson at twenty-seven and twelve. Darren Elkins at twenty-six and nine. Cubby's at a minus 190. Darren Elkins at a plus 155. Over on a rounds is at two and a half. I'll let you go first. <laughs> oh, dude. Look at you. I've never seen you smile so big. All right, I'll get into it real quick. Guys, plus 155. We talk about dogs that'll fight for your money. Darren Elkins, I don't care if he's a dog. I don't care if he's favorite. He's never a favorite. He's always a dog, and he always fights for your money. This is the blue-collar, hard-nosed, motherfucker that's going to do whatever it takes to get it done and what is he going to do he's fought high level competition as of recently he's been a dog as of recently he doesn't have any ring rust he hasn't been knocked out he has just come back from the grave and just absolutely pummeled people elkins does one thing great he wears you up against the cage 
He drowns you in his cardio and he just keeps coming forward. This is the type of guy that as it gets in the later rounds, if you're live betting, take Darren Elkins in the later rounds. No one's going to erode Darren Elkins. Cub Swanson. I'm gonna, I'm sorry, dude. I'm going to go hard in the paint, dude. I know this hurts. Just I'm going to rip the bandaid off real quick. He doesn't know how to do your favorite thing in the world, Dale. He doesn't know how to wrestle for shit. He never has known how to wrestle. He is someone that doesn't know how to negate the takedown ever. Dale, how many, I'm sorry, how many losses do Cub Swanson have? Does he have 11? He has 12. He has 11. He has 12. 12. Oh, I'm sorry. He's 27 Um, and 12. 27 and 12. And I think how many of those have come by uh, submission? I think it's eight. I think it's eight as well. So Darren Elkins, who's going to be a better wrestler, has really good jujitsu. What the fuck do you think he's going to do at plus 155 against an aging, knocked out, too many surgeries, palm tree tattooed Cub Swanson? He's going to drown him, submit him. I'm not just taking the plus 155 on Darren Elkins, dude. I'm taking a submission prop, and I'm going to literally make this the juiciest steak I've ever eaten. And I'm going to eat it with a smile as you watch your vet fucking die in the apex cage where legends go to die all right all right um so i'm having a little bit of a of of a proud dad moment here (laughs) (laughs) because (laughs) because on paper (laughs) because on paper you you Absolutely nailed that fight. Normally, thank you. There's a, a bit of bias that that bleeds through, in particular when it's a team alpha male guy. But it yeah. in in this assessment, skill for skill, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Uh-huh. And, and and I would actually, if you're if Cub Swanson is not one of your top three favorite fighters of all time, I would suggest playing Darren Elkins by submission. I 100% would. I yeah. really would. But. Here's something that I cannot do. I cannot bet against the Cub. I won't bet against him. I took a blood oath years ago that I wouldn't bet against him, and I'm not going to violate that now. Cub Swanson knows what he doesn't do well and tailors his game to try to negate that as much as he possibly can. Some fights he's more successful than that at that than others. In the Daniel Pineda fight, we thought that Pineda was going to go out there and was going to try to wrestle him and try to use that big frame on him and wear him out. But what did he do? He went out there and tried to leg kick Cub and tried to throw hands. Ultimately, was his downfall. Darren Elkins, if you look back at the Nate Landwehr fight, if you look back at any of his last really few few outings. He's really kind of fell in love with the hands. The wrestling's always there, right? We can always lean back on Old Faithful. We can always go to the well and get a drink whenever we want. You're absolutely right. He can. Uh, one of the things he cannot do, though, against Cub is take his time trying to figure out whether or not he wants to wrestle or if he wants to test the hands. If I'm any of the guys at Team Alpha Male that's coaching Darren here, I'm saying we're not going to stand with Cub. Even though he's 36 years old, he still can crack. We're not going to do that. Let's let's just do with what we know is going to work, right? Let's try to take him down. Let's try to wear him out, and let's choke him out. Cub has had broken jaws before. Cub has had neck surgery before. If you can get a hold of his neck, he's going to tap. He doesn't play around. He's quick on the tap. He doesn't he doesn't mess with it at all, right? Um, same thing with the, with the ACL. Literally, he just does he it, his Cubs are like very much. 
a veteran mindset where it's like live to fight another day, right? Like he's not going to try to fight his way out of a submission anymore. Yeah. He's just going to go, I'm going to tap and then I'll, I'll, I'll fight in six months. Like I'm just yeah. not going to, he's not going to play around with it. Um, the apex is where legends go to die. Like you said, um, both of these gentlemen are getting up there in age. So this isn't necessarily a legends fight, but it's an old timer fight. So I don't think that any, any one or the other is, safe from a brutal loss here. I will say this. I believe that Cub is closer to retirement than Darren Elkins is. Mm, I I, I have a feeling that like Cub is in the twilight. Like I don't think that Cub's still entertaining the idea of let me throw three or four together and I can fight for a title anymore. I don't think he's, I don't think he's pandering for any rematches against fights that he had lost. I, I really think he's just, he's got a couple more in him. He wants to put on exciting fights. He wants to get paid and he wants to get out. Darren Elkins, um, Darren Elkins is still fighting to pay off the house, so he's got more, he's got more in him. And we talk about dogs that'll fight for your money. Darren Elkins is that we we sort of coined that phrase talking oh, okay. about Darren Elkins. Yeah, like that's where that came from is a dog yeah. that'll fight for your money. So I can't negate anything about what you said about Darren Elkins or the way you think this fight will play out. I can only combat it with this is that I think Cub hits hard. And I think that Darren Elkins has really loved his hands lately. And if mm-hmm. Cub can hit you, Cub can put you out. He also is very creative. Darren Elkins is very stiff. So it might not be Darren Elkins has a has a good chin when he can see the shot coming. Doesn't necessarily have a great, you know, um, propensity of staying vertical if he doesn't see where the shot's coming. So if Cub wants to get spinny, Cub wants to throw some head kicks, possible he could get him out of there. I'd be really shocked. I mean, I'd be truly, genuinely shocked if Cub knocks out Darren Elkins. Darren is notorious. I don't. Has Darren Elkins ever been knocked out before? <laughs> Do you know? Like, hold on a second. Let me look real quick. I just, I don't know if he's ever been knocked out before. <laughs> Ground and pound to Ricardo Lamas, hmm. and he and Chad Mendez knocked him out. Ooh, that's weird. Yep. Little incest from Team Alpha Male. Yeah, there. so Ch- Chad Men- Chad Mendez knocked him out um, back in 2013, and he got beat up by he got ground and pound loss to Ricardo Lamas in 2018. That's it. So in nine losses, he's he's only been technically knocked out once. I mean, ground and pound, I guess you could call it knockout, but it wasn't ruled a TKO. Um, I'm going with Cub. I'm going to take Cub. Probably by decision. I would love to see Cub by knockout. Mm-hmm. So my two plays, if you're if you're playing this, Cub by decision, Elkins by sub, and you can get. I think if you play both, you're gonna you're gonna get, you know, decent return on your money one way or the other because those prop bets have to be sky high. So, speaking of uh, <clears throat> prop bets, if you're trying to get extra extra juicy. Uh, fighter to to bleed first. Just put Elkins. I swear, if the air conditioning's on in the mm. Apex, he's going to start bleeding. So. Yeah, yeah. I will say this: nothing would break my heart more. And here's your sound clip: nothing would break my heart more than to see Chris Tanyoni referee this fight. It can't happen. It cannot happen. But- it can't happen. I'm looking at the list right here, and we're going to get into this later on. I'm looking at this at the bout order right now, and this is this is going to be either a Mark Smith or a Chris Tanyoni fight. I don't like either. I don't like either. I like Mark Smith more than I like Chris Tonyoni. Mm-hmm. So, so just just throwing that out there. 
Uh, I hope Cubby comes home for you, but ew. all right, you ready? Yeah. Diego for plus one fifty five taking on Matus Gamrot. Gamrot's at a minus one eighty five over and rounds at two and a half. I like Gamrot here, man. Um, we've been high on him since he came in. Uh, Caucus Mountain Warrior, and oh. you know, win by, with by Kimura over Jeremy Stevens. Beat up your boy Hot Sauce Holtzman. Um, yeah. He lost that that split decision to Kutaladze or Kutalidze, but I had him winning that fight. So as far as I'm concerned, since the man's come to the promotion, he's done nothing but win. And I'm not going to pretend it's been anything other than that. So I like him over Diego. Diego, as you know, was on the cusp, you know, really had, um, was like just, I don't want to say he was knocking at a title shot, but he was pretty, like he he found himself in in position for a possible you know, maybe number one contender, maybe the fight to get to the number one contender spot, right? Yeah. Like decisive win over Kyle Nelson, decisive win over Jared Gordon, uh, Maribek Tysimov, and then, he, you know, choking out Anthony Pettis. We were like, okay, okay, yeah. he's right there. Then he lost to your boy Darius, and yeah. then after that, things got real weird for him uh, when he got beat up by Gregor Gillespie. Yeah. But I mean, you already know how I feel about Gregor. So mm-hmm. he's in a, he's in an interesting spot here. Gamrot has been using his hands more using the submission since he got into the UFC, but wrestling is his bread and butter. And I will take a high level wrestling guy over a, uh, a Jits player 10 out of 10 times, man. That's just me personally. You know, how I feel about wrestlers. I think, I think Diego Ferreira here is in bad shape. I like Gamrot at minus 185. I really love him at that price. I'll probably use him as a parlay piece. Unless unless uh, Diego has switched camps, which I don't believe he has, but um, he he's in an, he has a he's in a bad spot, and I say that because he's a jits player that fell in love with his hands and completely ditched his his game plan. When you look at Gamrot, Gamrot, yeah, he's fallen with in love with his hands ever so slightly, but he still knows what's the blueprint. He still knows that he's a wrestle heavy attack who's got good jujitsu. So I think the jujitsu to a certain degree cancels each other out. I think that Gamrot's going to have the better wrestling, which is going to give him better top position as well as clinch control. And then when you look at Diego, Diego, if he decides to just get into a grapple heavy attack, I actually think he has an opportunity there. I don't think it's going to be by submission, but maybe he can win by points and have greater top pressure, whatever it may be. His hands have been his biggest issue. It was his biggest issue when he fought Darius. It was his biggest issues when he taught when he fought Greg Gillespie. He needs to go back to the old school tactics of what got Ferreira to the big show. Um, it's a tactic that made us when we were when our, our boy um, Drew Dober was trying to get a fight with him made yeah. us really scared because he is deadly on the ground. That fight never came to fruition. I'm happy it didn't because I honestly think that he's a threat on the ground. But when you're going against Gamrot, who has that foundation and who has better wrestling, you got to go with Gamrot. I'd actually go with Gamrot. Dude, wear someone out with wrestling. That would be another good submission prop, to be honest. If you look at if you look at Gamrot's fight or fight record, eight wins by su- or I'm sorry, eight wins by decision, six wins by KO, five by sub. So he's well-rounded. I mean, he's yeah. well-rounded. He gets it done everywhere. Um, and I like a guy that has multiple weapons. I'll take a multiple-weapon guy over a one-weapon guy all the time. Bring bring a, a varied attack to the fight. I like it. I I, I think that you can take Gamrot by sub. Hell, take him by by KO. Just I, I really like him in the spot, man. I think he presents a ton of problems for Diego. I think it's a good inside-the-distance play, too. 
It's possible, yeah, because I think I I don't think Diego beats him over three rounds. No. So you play inside the distance, and then you give yourself plenty of opportunity for a finish on either side. That's a decent that's a decent angle to take. I like. I like. Rafael suns out twenty seven and eight, taking on Ricky Simone at eighteen and three. Next fight on the May card. Suns out plus two twenty. Ricky Simone at a minus two eighty over on around a two and a half. This is a tough one for me because I believe that Ricky Simone's going to win this fight. I hate that line though. Yeah. I really hate that line. Hoffa is a fantastic fighter. And just because he's fallen on hard times lately does not mean that he is not good still. And Ricky Simone, while big, while strong, um, while very competitive and gamerish, he's pretty unpolished still. He's still got a lot of rough in the Ashler. Like he's you really gotta he, he's yet to be refined. And a Sun Sal is a grizzled, high-level veteran um that's been there, done that before. And outside of like big one punch, you know, situations like Garbrandt, he's very difficult to to dispatch. Yeah. Um, Do I believe Ricky Simone should win this fight? Probably should. Yeah. I mean, that career trajectory, that seems to be the way they're going, but a plus two twenty on a sun's house seems too disrespectful to pass up. I feel like we, you kind of have to maybe consider playing him at that price. Don't you? Dude, I feel like what do you think a good term would be for not a gatekeeper? I don't think Rafael Sunsa is a gatekeeper, but I think he's a gatekeeper of what is like that top tier can fight for a title type thing. He's kind of that like barometer check right there of like what yeah, he's the litmus test. He's the litmus, litmus test. test. That's exactly yeah. what he is. Yeah. So I think that he is extremely well rounded. He has a great cardio tank. I think that. Um, if you look at a sunset out of his 11 or 12 wins, he's only had like two finishes. So this is a guy that can put a game plan together. He can execute through and through Ricky Simone is someone who with the bright lights is always kind of fell short. I'll go back to, I know we've got a cubby Swanson on the card, but I'm going to go back to my guy and Uriah Faber that knocked him clean on his ass Dude, on the big stage and Uriah's hometown. I knew that you're going to bring this up. <laughs> as soon as Let's I saw Ricky Simone it. on the card, I'm like, great. I can't wait to hear about Uriah Faber. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. Now, when the lights are brightest, he has not shown himself to be of caliber. Now, what I'm saying about Ricky Simone, though, is he has the momentum. He's a wild man. He's refined his skills a little better. He's gotten a lot better with his hands. He's got that freaking Washington wrestling background. He's got good cardio. But I think when it comes to the full package at plus 220, you can't tell me to fade a sunset. I'm not going to do it. I think this goes the distance because I think both of them don't have one one punch knockout power. But I think when you put a full game plan together, got to take a sunset plus 220. That's too good of a price. If this was closer to a pick em, I'd probably side with Ricky. But the value I'm getting, as well as how well-rounded a sunset is, I got to take him, dude. I know a sunset is on a three-fight skid, right? Lost to Marlon Marais, lost to Corey Sandhagen, lost to Cody Garbrandt. That's who he's losing fights to, right? So if you go back to 2011, the only people that have beaten Hoffa or Rafael Sunsau are TJ Dillashaw, Marlon Marais, Corey Sandhagen, and Cody Garbrandt. Since 2011, since 2011, those are the only people that have beat him. I I see you in the chat. Matt, I see you in the chat. Matt says, Simone by domination. Matt, I see you. But listen to what I just said. Those are the only people that have beat him since 2011, bro. And he was piecing up Garbrandt before Cody KO'd him, dude. There were some. 
yeah, there. I, I just, I, I'm not saying that Simone's not going to win the fight. I'm just saying the line's disrespectful, and it's worth your attention at a possible underdog play here, plus two twenty. Yeah. Here's the thing: is you said that we were okay. We're about to get into the ones that we're opposite on. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at the card here. All right. We're about to. This is where the the parody is about to come in. All right, Angela Hill at thirteen and ten, taking on Amanda Lemos, or is it Lemos? Lemos uh, at ten, one and one. If I'm not mistaken, is this a relatively short notice fight for Angela Hill? Right, uh, yes. Amanda Lemos was supposed to fight Nina Nunez. Uh, Angela Hill plus two fifty had taken on Amanda Lemos at minus three ten here over on rounds. Is it two and a half? We played women's underdogs last week perfectly. I think they yeah. went two out of three. Yeah. Um, is this going to, do we have some Angela Hill, uh, action here at plus two fifty? Is she going to take down Amanda Lemos here? Plus two fifty down a freaking Goliath, dude. Plus two fifty though. Plus two fifty. Lemos is massive. I don't care. She's I'm huge her. for the division. I don't care. I'm she her. absolutely cracks. She's got combinations and Angela Hill. She's only relevant because she is the cowboy version of women's MMA. That's it. Take Activity. Her. Go back to your girl, Loopy. The only reason some of these people are relevant is because of their activity. Angela Hill was relevant in 2020 because of activity. It's not because of skill set. It's not because of dominant performances. It's purely on activity. I could be the most active fighter on the planet if I'm not injured and go there and make a name for myself. That is what Angela Hill has been doing. When Mm. you have someone that's bigger, stronger, faster, cracks harder, has longer combinations, Mm. is a prospect in the UFC younger, younger, Mm. A more wearing style, going to come in bigger. The minus 310 is a little gnarly, but, man, it's justified. It's so justified. This is a lady that lost to Leslie Smith, though. Who? Yeah, Lamos lost to Leslie Smith. What? I'm just saying. the, the, the what is it, what, What's her thing? The Peacekeeper? Leslie the Peacekeeper Smith? The lady that got her ear punched off by Jessica I, your favorite fighter? Oh yeah, she knocked out Amanda Lemos with standing elbows, and you want to bet her to beat Angela Hill, bro? Standing elbows. That I'm pretty sure that's not how it went. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she didn't look like a like a little like a praying mantis that was missing a chromosome. I don't believe that's the way. <laughs> I don't believe that's the way that I don't believe that's the way that shook out. Now I I understand when we talk about salty records, we're talking about salt. We're, the, we can throw Angela Hill in in the mix here, and most of the women fighters that are relevant right now are pretty salty on the records. But yeah. look at who she's fought, right? A loss to Tisha Torres, but Tisha's kind of turned it around. She's one of the ones that's bounced back good from a divorce. Hold on a second. Oh, she's not divorced with Raquel Pennington. Uh, I think they're separated. They got they're living they're living close yet far. She's a muscle babe now. She's doing the whole. Uh... She's, yeah, she's a muscle babe now. I think. I think that divorced women fighters are fighting better. I think we need to recalibrate. Oh, because of uh, on the last on the last because card, of Cheyenne uh, Bays, yeah, Cheyenne Bays, yeah, yeah. Yep. The relationship thing really freaks me out because I didn't know about the whole Cody Garbrandt separation from his chick and then mm-hmm. wiping him or her from. Uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. and I think that's directly correlate, dude, for yeah. sure. So, dude, so so we'll ru- we'll run we'll run the test. We'll put it through the ringer here. Yeah, recently recently divorced, separated dudes versus recently divorced, separated women. Yeah, but right now women will go with are undefeated, and dudes will go with or haven't won yet. 
Right. Old school, old market even. All right. Anyway, Angela Hill uh, lost Tisha Torres, beat your yeah. girl Ashley Yoder, but before that, lost to Michelle Waterson, lost to Claudia Gadelia. Uh, but she beat, and the, the only reason why I'm saying that is because a fight I, I want to bring up is she beat your girl Loma Luke Boonmi, who is Thai Thai box champion, just you know, just a beast with the hands. And Angela Hill beat her. Amanda Lemos is going to try to institute the same strategy. She's going to come out and try to crack with her. Like you said, oh, she can crack. She can crack. She can bang. That's what she's going to try to do with her. <laughs> Angela Hill can go out there and, and pump that jab out and inside leg kick you to oblivion and point fight the shit out of you like it's karate. Yeah. I think that Angela Hill's got a decent shot to win. I'm just going to take women's it's women's underdog money, dude. It just I already Women's MMA is a coin flip. I've established that. Women's MMA is a coin flip. I'm taking the underdog money because I believe no matter what the odds say, last weekend, proof in the pudding, no matter what the odds say, anything can happen when two chicks start swinging on each other. The skill level is so compact. It doesn't matter. All of them are running around with salty records. And the only ones that don't have salty records yet are the ones that haven't fought enough. They fight long enough. It's all around Robin. They can all beat each other at any given moment, especially the lower weight classes. Give me Angela Hill. I want her. Plus 250. Where do you get off, dude? Where do uh, you get off, sir? I'm not telling you my address. Well, I if you saw, I whipped out this pen. I started to take notes. I went yeah. full on Scott Van Pelt status for a quick second, trying okay. to, to be an analyst here. Scott Van Pelt's a terp. Let's go. I like what you did there. Go ahead. <sighs> Didn't know that. Um, you said four names in the past four minutes, and you keep saying your guy, your girl. You called mm-hmm. Luke Bon Me. Ashley Yoder, Hot Sauce Holtzby, and Jessica I, as if they're my Uriah Faber. They're my unicorn that is UFC. I hate every single one of those fighters that you said, but they're my people. They're they're my guys, my gals. Yes. Yes. You they picked might- you picked Loma to beat Jinyu Fry. Yep. You uh you consistently tell me how much you like Jessica I. Uh you picked Hot Sauce Holtzman in his last two fights great name you beat him or you played him and then who was the other one i said jessica i don't tell I, me i've no, ever played jessica no, I. I said jessica I. you love jessica I. um <laughs> jessica i holtzy who was the other one L- loma yoder. and yoder you, dude you literally bet on ashley yoder every single every, <laughs> every single time that ashley yoder fights anybody that's listened to the show for any amount of time if there's anybody in the live stream that has listened to our show for more than six months, you need. I need you an immediate backup in the chat right now. Trey has never, never bet against Ashley Yoder in history. <laughs> in history, you're always like, "Oh, she has she has high level partners. She's got a good jits game. She's got a great jits game." Yeah. If she, she if she can get on the ground, they call yeah. her the Spider Monkey for a reason. <laughs> they call her the Spider Monkey for a reason. If she can get a hold of you. If she can get a hold of you, she's got a better camp. She's been working on her hands. It's all going to come together for her. I'm telling yeah. you, dude. I'm telling you. She's, she's a thick chick for the division, dude. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. She's also simultaneously 21 and 44. Also, <laughs> when you look at her, you have no idea how old she is. All right. Come in of any evening, Bilal Muhammad, plus 180, Stephen Thompson, minus 220 over on rounds is at two and a half. I'm going to say it like this. Bilal Muhammad's going to win this fight at plus 180. I want Stephen Wonderboy Thompson to win this fight. I would love 
for him to win by devastating knockout. I would love for him to win by devastating knockout. I would love for him to remove Bilal's gigantic nose, just take it here and move it like seven inches to the left. What do you have against Bilal, dude? I don't like him at all. Really? I really don't. I I just, he's blocked me on every social media that we've ever had. Um, Yeah. And I just, I don't, I don't buy into him. I, I, I don't know what it is about his personality. I know that he's like, very favorited by some, you know, I know Anik and all those guys, they love him and every, like he's got his own show and they push all these things. I just, from a, from a fighting perspective, I like watching him fight because I like that grinder meat and potato style. Yeah. But I, I, it was what really started it besides him blocking me on everything was the, the, uh, he's one of those guys that always feels like he's due for a fight bigger than what he is due. And, the whole Leon Edwards thing, you, you were losing that fight, man. You just, yeah. you were losing it. Um, yeah. So I just, I, I, I just, I've got, I just constantly, he just, he bitched about it for a long time, you yeah. know? Now, yeah. if he beats Wonder Boy, I mean, he's going to put himself in position for a massive fight. Skill set wise, the guy's undeniably talented. I can't take anything away from him in that regard. Um, but he just runs in that circle of dudes that are always asking and pining for the next, like something bigger than where they're probably at, which maybe you need to do. I can't knock the hustle. I'm not, I can't knock anything that he does. There's just something with him that doesn't resonate w- well with me. That That's really kind of, it's all personal bias. It has nothing to do analytic wise. We always talk about Stephen Thompson being the, well, I don't want to say we call him the dark horse, but he's definitely yeah, a dark horse of the division because he's sure. very awkward. That karate style, switching stances, throws you off your game. There's a reason no one wants to take a fight with him because you just don't look good while you're fighting him. But <laughs> I I always think that Wonder Boy is the modern day Elias Theodoro, dude. His fights mm. are fucking boring. Yeah, they're, they're super so boring. boring. They're super boring, yeah. And I think when you get in a stalemate type fight with Bilal, who I believe Bilal could win this fight if he fights how he used to fight, which is utilize the chain wrestling, drown someone. But he's someone that like the past three fights, watch him. He uses his hands way more. He's looking to stand up and bang. Dude. He's trying to go freaking laying on this and it's not going to happen. If he wants to do that, he's going to be in for a bad result of Steven Thompson taking off his head with some type of freaking check hook kick or some question mark shit i don't know what the fuck the names are standing but I, <laughs> that's gonna happen I, dude i think that the recipe's there for that but i think if you go back and you watch the way gilbert burns fought stephen thompson Bilal muhammad can execute that with greater efficiency than even gilbert burns was capable of doing right that's the problem gilbert yeah. burns is highly talented as well clearly uh Bilal Muhammad is able to execute that level of game plan or that type of game plan better than Gilbert. Gilbert has more to work with on the hands. Um, so that's sort of that style of fight was a little bit more of a stretch for him, and he was still able to execute it against Wonder Boy. Bilal Muhammad, that's more his fight. That's more in his wheelhouse. I think, honestly, I'm, I'm really surprised by this line. I truly am because this is going to be in a smaller cage. And Bilal is a wrestle-heavy approach when he wants to, which has been notoriously kryptonite-like for Wonderboy. I feel like this line should be closer. I'm going to take Bilal Muhammad here um, because I'm in it to make money, and I know I'm on all dogs so far for the most part outside of Cub. 
but I, I like Bilal in this fight. I think I think Wonder Boy, while an awkward fighter to prepare for, this is a great matchup matchup wise for Bilal. I like over two and a half. This has decision written all over it. You're absolutely right. I kind of went hard on Bilal there. That's not necessary. I mean, I, I didn't mean to go that hard on him. I just was feeling a certain type of way there. Oh, you you body shame, dude. I do that all the time. But you what went body more shame. So, yeah, you did. You went nose centric, dude. He has a gigantic, as a guy with a big nose, he has a massive nose. Oh, I know, but you went full on like gonzo in the paint, dude. That's exactly what it is. His nose looks like an uncircumcised dick stuck to his face. <laughs> okay. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> You're not, dude. I, Where's producer Jake? Jake, pull pull me up an anteater. Show me, show me, show me an uncircumcised one right on the face. Yeah, I can't. Oh, Jake's can't. not here. All right, we'll get our show pulled from YouTube. Don't do that, Jake. He's not here anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, mom. Speaking of circumcised. (laughs) Derek Lewis (laughs) Lewis at plus 120 taking on Chris Dawkins at a minus 140 over on our rounds here, Trey. One and a half, my man. One and a half. Uh, Are we? Are Okay. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it because you're going to say it. I consistently bet against the Dawkins brothers. I consistently lose money. Derek Lewis. I'm the same thing with Derek Lewis. You consistently bet against Derek Lewis, and you consistently lose money. Yes, I feel like we have to take Derek Lewis here. Oh my God, no, absolutely not. Why? You you, you have some weird thing with the Dawkins brothers. I get that, but no, <laughs> no, no. We're taking Dawkins. You're you're chasing you're chasing a unicorn here. The one punch knockout power of Derek Lewis versus a BJJ black belt. I'm sorry. The best blue belt in Texas in Derek Lewis cannot fare on the ground like Chris Dawkins. Also, cardio perspective, two totally different spectrums. Derek Lewis has zero cardio tank. Chris Dawkins is someone that throws a lot of volume, moves around the cage, and he's durable. So when you look at the ground, the standing, the cardio, like unless you're getting this crazy unicorn knockout, why? Why would I risk it? And if I'm getting it at minus 140, I actually feel like it's a fantastic price. That is 100% based on quality of competition that the line's that close. But skill for, skill set for skill set, absolutely not. No. How is Dawkins beating Derek Lewis? Oh my god, dude! Like he's gonna, gonna he's take- he he's going to be out. He's going to give up 30 pounds come fight night. Yeah, doesn't matter. Okay, so what's is he going to beat him by decision? No. Okay, well, how's I'm at, how's he going to beat him? He's going to beat him by submission. He's going to take down Derek Lewis and submit him. Derek Lewis has been on his back before. I understand that. That's not what I'm asking you. Are you saying that Chris Dawkins is going to submit Derek Lewis? Yes. I can't. That's, that's it's going to be some. It's not going to be gonna like happen. a a rear that's naked choke. It's going to be some fat arm over neck arm triangle. That's, from side control. You you mean like what uh Alexio Linick tried and Derek yes. Lewis just sat there and didn't do it? You you mean <laughs> you mean the boa constrictor? You mean Alexio Linick with what 40 career submissions? You, you think that Chris Dawkins is going to be able to accomplish what Alexio Linick, 70 fight veteran Alexio Linick couldn't couldn't do. You think Chris Dawkins is gonna do that? You think yeah, because retired Philadelphia police is- officer. Chris Dawkins is going to do that. Yes, absolutely. I can't. No. No, Derek Lewis is going to Derek Lewis is going to knock him out. 
I'm going to say I wanted to, I was just about I bit my tongue, dude. I almost went so bad down a horrible road. But after the cop thing, he said, I just <sighs> never mind, dude. Fuck, we're going to get so is that fuck, never mind. God damn it. It's margaritas hitting the spot. dude. You want me to see you want to sit here? You want to let you want to let it out? You I'm not going to let it out. No way. No, our our a whole every the history everything of our entire account will get stripped absolutely not all right we're this close to being monetized on youtube so don't screw that up for us with your crazy talk yeah hey speaking of which did you see that facebook admitted that their fact checkers were actually just opinions like there was there were like the third party sources they used were just opinionated like we all knew that but like they testified as such I didn't think it was that, that we didn't know. I just think it was like personal bias on the other side. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. what's really freaking me out is this whole meta universe. I still don't understand it. It sounds like we're all going to live in some, some world. They're just, they're just talking about it like it's real. Almost like an NFT. It makes no sense to me. It's all just it's all just made up. Maybe I'm old and that's why it doesn't make sense anymore. All right. It's old. Let's flip this thing back the way we always do. Yep. First fight on the prelims. Matt Sales at 8-3 taking on Jordan Levitt at 8-1. I'm going to let you talk about this fight because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I am not going to bet on this fight at all. I have yeah. a no I have no play here and the reason why I have no play here is because I believe that Chris Tognoni will be the referee for this fight and we have seen because I've been keeping track that when Chris Tognoni is the referee of the very first fight on the card yeah. I finish at 49% on average. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I am not playing this fight because I am afraid that Chris Sagnoni is going to curse me. And I don't know a way to get, I don't know how to get away from him. I don't know how to reverse this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I've got, I'm, I'm completely taking this first fight off. And then I'm going to make a prop play on the mm -hmm. second fight in case it happens to be a Mark Smith, Chris Tognoni flip-flop. Okay. The wild card in here is whether or not Mike Beltran's working this weekend. He may be. I'm going to shoot him a message on Instagram. We're going to find out whether or not he's working. That'd be sick. Yeah, because we need to figure out where if he's in the play. Because if he's in play, we've got we, we have to figure out the bout order on who's who's doing what. Yeah. Um, but Tonyoni will be there within the first three fights. I don't know where he's falling. Chances are it's going to be the first, the second fight. But I actually like that dude, and uh, obviously I hate Chris Tonyoni, but. What I like about it is this right here is a typical striker versus grappler affair. And yeah. what's good about that is I was already thinking about playing this inside the distance because you're either going to get Jordan Levitt, who's great on the ground, great grappler, going to go for a submission, or you're going to get Matt Sales, who's great striking, is going to go for a KO. And when you throw Chris in the mix, premature uh, stoppages, whatever you want to call it, a lot of this is leaning to submission, KO, early stoppage. So I like inside the distance for a plethora of reasons. And, you know, I'd almost to pick them. It's a coin flip. Do you like the grappler? Do you like the striker? I'm going to go inside the distance. I like that. This is a fair play. Okay. I'll, I'll, it, for reasons just explained, I, I won't say anything here. Yes. All right. Next fight. Dante Mays taking on Josh Parisian. Parisian at 14-4. Dante Mays at 8-4. and four. Uh I'm going to take an inside the distance play here. Very vanilla will be very minus money, but here's my breakdown on this. Dante Mays is not a UFC caliber fighter. Here's Josh Parisian. 
He, I, I 100% agree with you, but Dante Mays is more not a fight, not a UFC caliber fighter than Josh Parisian is. That's because, but he's young. He's, 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 he's evolving. Is he though? Is, is he evolving? Like, the, I think so. Really? He's, he's young. He's green. He's raw. He's, he's, he's aligned himself with a better camp. He's strong. He comes in and he's fucking balls the wall the first round. Which makes me think that okay, that line's a little wonky. It shouldn't be that heavy because Josh Parisian can get this done. He can get it done by decision. The over under at two and a half is one thousand percent put there for Josh Parisian because Josh is a guy that's all volume, works from distance, circles the cage. That jibbly jumbly belly is going to keep moving around, try and get this thing to a decision over two and a half. If you're going to play with Josh, but mm-hmm. Dontel's all round one or bust, and I think that. Yeah, he's raw. So if you're going to play it, play Dontel by KO in round one. Anything after that, the volume's going to come from Josh, and he could probably get it done by decision. Both of these dudes, their most recent win was against the same guy, Rocky Martinez, which is interesting. Um, Mays is going to be 30, so I don't necessarily want to call him. I don't think he's that young anymore. Um, from heavyweight perspective, he is, because heavyweights, as you know, fight well into their yeah. 40s. I just... You say he's evolving. I don't see it. Um, yeah. You say he's getting better. I don't see that either. I just see a guy that has one path to victory. And yeah. I just, I I know it's a heavyweight fight, but two and a half, Vegas is feeling like this is going over a round. And if it goes outside of a round, it's Parisian. So Parisian sure. plus money, that's the way I feel about it. Again, the prop play, because I'm just playing a prop is I'm going to take it inside the distance. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be mighty, mighty chalky, but I got to get away from Chris Tognoni for right now. Get away from him. I got to figure out, I got to figure out a way to do it. Hopefully the new year um, will be, will bring something new. All right. Speed this thing up. Raquel Pennington at 12 and nine, taking on Macy Chasson. We've been corrected. Macy Chasson. No, I'm going to call her Chasson. It should be Chasson. She's from, she's from Louisiana. And that says Chasson, because yeah. it should be Creole, and it's not. She wants to go with Chasson. Anyway, yeah. plus 140, Raquel Pennington coming in at a minus 170 over on the rounds of two and a half. You and I have already broken this fight down 17 different times. Yeah. I'm on Macy. You're on Raquel. Is there anything else you want to add to this? I don't know, dude. The separation thing. The separation thing. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we go against women's? Do we go against the women's coin flip slash science doctrine and go with the newly established, recently divorced women? Mm. Oh gosh! I think what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to go into Instagram and see if Raquel still follows. Well, oh, she we does. Put a poll. She follows oh. her. She'll follow her. Like when Tisha posts something, she'll be like, "Good job, baby girl." Mm. So there's still some some connection there. Well, they um, communicate. I want. I know, but I feel like there should be, you know, much like Cheyenne buys, there needs to be severed ties. She said, messy divorce. I need a messy divorce to lay my money down. If there's still a little bit of like, I may be in the friend zone. Hey, we get a little drunk. We do some things. Then I'm not about it. So I think I'll, I'll ride Macy with you. Women's science, dude. Sure. If it was a messy divorce, I'd go. Yeah. Can we put it to a poll? Let's do, do we want to do the women's let's, we'll put a poll. We'll put up women's science. Or yeah. the recently divorced theory. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Gotcha. But I'm we're going to take Macy because of science, right? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, I mean, we have to, but we should see what people believe stronger in at this right. point. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> Charles Jordan taking on Andre Yule, 17 and 8 for Andre Yule, 11 and 4 for Charles Jordan. Oh boy. <laughs> Again, back to back Mickey Mouse's. Uh, Andre Yule. Oh, that's right, because of his hair. That's right. That's what I always do that. Right. Andre Yule's hair looks like Mickey Mouse's ears. It's true. It's a good point. Plus 155 for Yule, Charles Jordan, minus 190. I think a lot of money's going to come in on Jordan. I think a lot of people are going to use him. He consistently draws a minus number and consistently becomes any capper that we follow, anybody that touts picks, anything like that. Everybody really loves Charles Jordan. They, I don't know what it is. I think there's just this underlying idea that he's like next in line, that he could really be something fantastic. Um, but he got choked by our boy Juicy J. But then you know? he won. Well, no, he his he the Arosa fight was his most recent fight. Yeah, and he won. No, Juicy J choked him, unconscious. No, no, no. no. Yes. No, no, no. Jordan's got a hundred percent finish rate, dude. You forgot about that fight. Juicy J had the choke, but then didn't close it, and Jordan came back and won that fight. No. Yes. No. Yes. I don't want to argue with you. That's not what happened. Yeah, dude. Julian Arosa choked him out with a Darsh choke. No, no. Yes, he did. In the third round. Yes, he did. No. Trey, I love you, but you're wrong here. Pull up the resume, dude. You're wrong. Hold on. Pull it up. Hold on. While you're pulling that up, I will say this. I'm a little bit worried about it. I've constantly faded Andre Yo because I don't think he's a good fighter at all. I think he's a piece of shit. Fighter. Good. Might be a good human. Not a good fighter. Him moving up. To 145, though, breeds new life. He's someone who notoriously did not have a good cardio tank. I don't know if putting on 10 pounds technically gives you a better cardio tank, but I do think that it might breed new life. Really? Why do I think that that was different, dude? Is that right? That is right. What? Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you, you're, you're trying to go tit for tat with the encyclopedia. It's not the way it works. What the fuck? What am I thinking of right now? I don't know. Oh man. I, 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 I don't know. Damn it. For some weird reason, I thought he had that choke in and then Jordan won that fight. Why am I thinking? I don't know. I'm drunk. Yeah. I just, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but you're wrong. Andre Yule is also <laughs> not going to win this fight. So, Charles Jordan. All right, that's fair. So, let's just stop sharing that. There we go. We'll go back to this. All right. Cool. We'll go both on Jordan. All right. So, Jar Eubanks taking on Melissa Gatto. Gatto at 7 and 0. So, Jar Eubanks at 7 and 6. We always consistently bet on Sarge. But here's the thing, Trey, is she's minus money now. She's minus 165, taking on the undefeated Melissa Gatto. Is she in At charge? Plus, plus 135. Is is Sarge in charge come Saturday night? She's 36. I mean, we always bet on Sarge. She's like our – like, here – name another fighter out there that we've made more money on than, than Sajar Eubanks. Faber. Not true. <laughs> Not true. Not true. <laughs> Sarge in charge wins us money all the time. I don't know. She looks good at 125. Like like Sarge wins us money. Vince Pichel wins us money. Mm. Mm. 
Darren Elkins always wants his money. This is a tough one, though, dude. Gato looks good. She's got great BJJ, which, you know, that's what I love. Sarge is a world champion. I know, but that's what people are fear. They fear her in that department. I don't think Gato's going to fear her. And I think from the feet perspective, Gato's going to have that boxy, rangy style, which Eubanks is always trying to dive for a leg and try and get in half guard and implement some ground and pound. Gato's position driven, which I really like. She's really calm in the pocket. I just think I'm going Eubanks on this, dude. I'm sorry. I can't go plus money. I can't go women's underdog on this one because the apex cage suits Sajara's freaking style. I just feel like I she's like unofficially like part of team punch list. Like I, I just yeah. can't go against Sarge at this point. Yeah. No, she's like, in charge. I, I just, she just, at this point, she, she's family. Like we, she, we've never had her on the, we should have her. We should try to have her on the show. I don't know if she knows how much we love her. Well, I don't know if she knows how to speak English. Sajara Eubanks. Can she speak English? I'm pretty sure she was in the military. Was she not? Isn't like this. <laughs> you have this really great ability at times to make me feel like i don't know things and i feel like i know a lot of things and then you do stuff that makes me feel like i don't know what i what i know that i know in my heart she sounds like she was in the military well i know we go with the sarge thing but i thought like she 100 speaks english so let's just get past that um where's she from she's from the united states of america so that would make sense that she could speak English. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Maybe less cut waters, but maybe we don't do shows at 10 o'clock anymore. It's too late, dude. It's way too late. All right. Let's get through these. Justin Toffa, Harry Hunsucker. Hunsucker. That's his actual name. Seven that's and four. Not take, his name. That's his real name. God given. It's on his birth certificate. Um, no Justin Toffa at four and three. Hunsucker at seven and four. No Big way. boys. A clash of titans. Change the odds here so I can go ahead and say take Toffa plus money. You're joking. Take a toff of plus money. Dude, you know what you just said? What fighters do we always bet on that we make a ton of money? I have consistently made probably more money fading Justin Toffa than I had any other fighter. 1,000%. Justin Toffa sucks, dude. <laughs> like, I, I, dude, I have, I have four notes on my sheet over here that I'm looking at for this entire card. And one of them, I'm not kidding, says Toffa, piece of shit, one and three. <laughs> Okay. All it says. All right. Fair enough. And his one win, Juan Adams. I'm sorry, Dale. Is Juan Adams still in the UFC? He's not, but he's a large man. Harry Hunsucker, very large man. Justin Toffa does very well against very big dudes. Justin Toffa is good at just powder puffing in rounds two and three. If you're going to play this, play Harry Hunsucker money line or play him round one because round two and round three, that. Fat Toffa is going to just freaking pillow nope. touch Henry nope. Hunsucker, dude. No. Nope. Yes. No. Yes. Harry Hunsucker has lost to Dante Mays, who I've already said I don't like. And then he lost to Jared Vanderob, but he most recently got knocked out by Ty Tuivasa. And I'm going to go ahead and tell That's you this fine. right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you put if you put Ty Tuivasa and Justin Toffa side by side, Harry Hunsucker can't tell them apart. <laughs> and he's going to go out there. He's gonna go. He's gonna go out there, and he's gonna think that he's fighting tied to Ivasa again, and it's gonna be the same result. He's getting slept, dude. Justin Toffa's like five foot four, and he's also like twenty two years old. Uh, what? 
You, dude, you're you're gonna. I was gonna blow your mind. Justin Taffa is the oldest looking young dude on the planet. He's 28. Yeah, baby. And, and he's six foot tall. Yeah, small for heavyweight. You literally called him five four and and 20 years old. He's tw- <laughs> he's 28 and six foot tall. And it's it's he's he's a um fat. Uh, no, he's, <laughs> I can't with you. I fucking can't. I can't. <laughs> you gotta stop calling people pieces of shit too. They're gonna people are gonna cl- you. <laughs> we so here here's a fun fact. Those of you that don't know, there's a video of us on YouTube that's gotten fifty times more views than anything we've ever done. But it's a clip of our show that somebody else took and put on their channel that has a much larger audience than us. And it's got just any a stupid amount of views. Whereas we, we oh, don't see the Makachev Dover thing. It's the Makachev Dover thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> what I'm saying is at a certain point, yeah. whenever you lead in with people and I'm like, Hey, how do you feel about this fight? And you're like, this person's an absolute piece of shit. <laughs> at, a, at a certain point, somebody's going to see that. Somebody's going to see that I said that Bilal Muhammad looks like he has an uncircumcised dick on his face. So we need to decide today, December 16th at 11, 13 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Do we care about this or not? Because if we don't care about that, I'm just going to keep encouraging you to call people pieces of shit and we'll just deal with it where we can. But we probably should decide whether or not we're Uh cool with guys like Justin Taffa eventually finding out that you you're you're literally the four show notes that you have, all of which are discouraging towards Justin Taffa. Dale, worst case, if I meet him in person, I'll just casually jog away. You'll pull guard. <laughs> you go jog away. I'll just throw I'll throw a cheeseburger in the other direction. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, man. Just rip the band-aid off. Get after it. <laughs> Just jog in the other direction. I bet you he's quick, dude. I bet you he's got good foot speed. I'll briskly walk, dude, yeah, in the other direction. Right. <laughs> Honey Barcelos taking Bar- Honey Barcelos at 16 and 2, taking on Victor Henry at 21 and 5. You sent me a text um earlier that said that you were going to take Victor Henry at plus 265 over Hani yeah. Barcelos. And I think that's probably one of the dumbest things you've ever texted me before. Um, how on earth do you justify this in your mind? I'm not even going to break this fight down because Hani Barcelos is going to murder this man. But tell me how you think Victor Henry is going to win this fight. Well, dude, people think that Hani Barcelos has been around for a really long time. And uh He's seen the game, dude. Victor has actually fought for a longer time than Hani has. And then not even just that, Victor's a better striker. He's, mm. he's yes, it's his UFC debut, but this is perfect. I love UFC debuts in the Apex because it goes back to olden times. It goes back to the amateur circuit. It's right back into your environment. Hani does everything good. He's meat and potatoes fighter, but Victor's going to have better striking. Now, this is a spot that I'm really excited about because at plus 265, I'm actually I'm gonna wait because I think more money's gonna come in Hani because people just don't know who Victor is. No one's seen tape on him. I have, and his striking is good, and it's devastating. And I think this is gonna be a statement win for him in the UFC. 
Okay. I'm taking it, dude. I, I can't wait to be proven wrong. I hope I hope you're right. Thank you. Nothing would make listen. I again I say this all the time. I want you I want you to come out here and be convicted on your plus money plays and then smack it because then people that listen to the show or watch go, damn. Smack it. I also think Honey Barcellos is a is a monster. So Victor Henry, if he goes out there and gets a win, you make a believer out of me beating a guy like that. It's right. gonna be Chris Curtis shit all over again, dude. Yeah, here we go. Here, here's two guys that lose us money all the time fighting each other. So how do we how do we make money? Gerard Mearshart at 33 and 14 taking on Dustin Stoltzfus at 13 and 3. Both of these guys owe me money um for yeah. just turning in dog shit performance after dog shit performance or winning fights that they have no business winning. So yeah. Plus 195 on Stoltzfus, uh, Mearshart at minus 235. Explain to me how we don't get a draw here. Oh, that's a great play. That's a great... I am fully throwing a couple bucks down on draw. Damn, dude. Um, Or a no contest because something always weird happens with Mearshart. He gets poked in the eye, kicked in the dick. Something happens. It's always something weird. No contest, draw do it i can't bet on Mearshark, dude you think i think the guy has a glass chin um mm-hmm. and th- unfortunately his style his mm-hmm. stylistic approach has been take one to hopefully get to a takedown and then use his high level bjj i don't i don't trust his chin to get where he wants to be on the ground dustin yeah, he's lost what his last couple fights, but let's look at the way he lost and who he's lost to. He lost to Hidalgo Vieira by submission. Okay. Unless you're a uh, freaking fluffy and apparently you're the greatest jiu-jitsu master of all time and you're able to submit Hadolfo. The Hadolfo's only way to get it done is by submission. He's one of the greatest ever. And then when you look at the Dawkins brother that he lost to, Kyle's been on a freaking tear, dude. So like momentum plus uh freaking amazing jujitsu. Yes, it sucks that he lost those, but they're justified losses. Um, I don't think that Gerald Mershark has a chin. I don't think his losses have been truly justified. I also don't think he has a winning mentality. I think he's a fucking quitter. And I say that because if you go and look at the guy that they're touting as the next big thing in the UFC, knocking him out deer headlights in the cage back, I'm over it, dude. Oh, you're talking about Hosman. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So Stoltzfus, accomplished submission artist. Mearshart, accomplished submission artist. If this if this stays standing... It favors Stoltzfus. Yes. Which is weird because usually when both guys are submission threats, that's what we see is it become a stand-up affair. Yeah. And if that's the case, I would think he has I think he has the advantage over Mearshart, don't you? I agree. Yeah. Because Mearshart's so hands are Stoltzfus. not good. No, not at all. Plus one ninety five. We're on t- we're on a ton of dogs here. You realize that, right? Like most of the fights that you and I've talked about, we're on dogs. It's a Christmas present. Parlay them all together. Yep. You think I just went to Disneyland, dude. I am in debt. Yeah, you're broke. Yeah, you're broke. Yeah. Dude, so all right. Let's see here. Let me let me see here. Jordan Levitt, Matt Sales were not playing, but you're on inside the distance there? Yes. Dante Mays, Josh Parisian. I'm on Parisian, you're on Mays. Yes. No, we're on inside the distance. I'm on inside the distance. Well, yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Uh Chason. And Pennington, we're on Chason. Yes. That's an underdog. Jordan Ewell, I'm on Jordan. Yeah, same. Okay, that's that's minus money. And Sarge, Melissa Gatto. 
We're taking Sarge, dude. We have okay, to take Sarge. again minus money, and then Toffa Hunsucker. We're taking Hunsucker. Okay, uh, Barcelos versus Henry. Henry, which is plus plus two seventy, and Hunsucker's plus two sixty. Mearshart Stoltzfus, you're at plus one ninety. Yeah, hold on a second. I gotta pull the book up because this is gonna be this is gonna be the craziest Trey Van Buskirk Trey that Trey Van Buskirk parlay that's ever existed in the history of mankind. Yeah, I feel like we should all just play it. You know. Okay. So all right. So we're gonna take Sales Levitt inside the distance. Yep. Parisian Maze inside the distance. Yep. Chason. Yep. Jordan. Yep. Sarge in charge. Hunsucker. Yeah. Victor Henry. Fuck yeah. And Stoltzfus. Yeah. All right. So that's the Trey Van Buskirk uh, prelim parlay. 10 bucks will win you $1,400. What does 50 bucks get you? Well, that's going to be some simple math, but we'll just go ahead and do it like this. Uh, $50 tray is going to, oh gosh, wait a second. Oh no. Oh man. I wonder oh, if. You know, oh no, no, it caps it out. It caps really? Well, be, well, it, because it's plus 75,000. So my bookie okay. won't let you do create insane odds like that. So somebody with, with a better book than that. Um, so plus, plus seven, five, six, eight, seven. Dude, this is what I'm talking about, dude. This is this is the man not letting me eat, dude. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah, they're capping you out at, at a fifteen hundred buck victory here. It's the government. It's the government. Yeah, it's Fauci fucking blocking my bets, dude. It is. Uh, yeah. So plus plus seventy five thousand seven. That's a big ass bet, man. Plus plus seventy five thousand six hundred eighty seven. I'll be the the punchless. I can't be right. Bet, I fucking cannot be right. Am I doing this right? <laughs> We're a betting show, and I feel like I'm not doing that right. What? It's the odds are so high that my bookie is like not doing it. Like they're just like, hey, I don't like that. There's no way that, that there's no way that that's there's, too high for my bookie. I'm telling they you, they operate out of freaking Costa Rica. They're yeah, like, so seven hundred fifty-six dollars and eighty-seven cents for every one dollar you put up. Yeah, yeah, so that's what is right. That? What is that? Seven. It's if you put a dollar in on that parlay, you'll win seven hundred fifty-six dollars and eighty-seven cents. Okay. So seven fifty-six times fifty. It's you're telling me it's capping me out at thirty-seven thousand dollars. That's what it. That's what. It, that's what it should be. But my bookie's only going to let you. That's going to cap you at fifteen hundred bucks. So you, if you were to play that on my bookie. You would win fifteen hundred dollars on what should be a thirty-seven thousand dollar hit hmm. for the trade prelim parlay. Now that being said, I I I would vary on this ever so slightly. I would take Hani over Victor Henry, and I would take Taffa over Hunsucker. So I would go inside, inside, Chason, Charles Jourdain, Sarge. I'm on Taffa. I'm on Barcelos. And we're going to take Stoltzfus. And I'm going to go. Now that is plus 9,000. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's $96 for every dollar. 
So it's considerably more palatable. So clearly this is the last UFC card of the entire year. So I feel like in the spirit of giving and the spirit of miracles, we just have to do parlays this entire weekend. So let's do <laughs> let's do this. Let's I want the full parlay. I want the full 37 though if we win. Me too. I don't know. We need I don't under I've got so bet on uh, let me see if bet online will give me will increase me because I think that they might cap me. I know a guy um at my bookie. I'll, I'll just email his personal emails info at mybookie.co. Yeah, uh, that guy. AG. Yeah, that guy. I'll uh, yeah. I'll shoot him a note. I'll yeah. tell him to expand the credit limit. All right, let's do so we're going we'll bring that we'll bring back the people's parlay, but it yeah. will already be decided. Um we'll do your prelim parlay, we'll do my prelim parlay. And then the uh but then also we're going to do the uh people's main event parlay. Main I'm taking Elkins. You're taking Swanson. Oh, oh, we're we're doing that for the people's main event. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. Cubs. Bang bang. Bang bang. All right. Anything else you want to add to the people? Nope. All right. Cool. Let's get out of here. Uh, appreciate everybody that tuned in. This was a weird week. Uh, we are. I <laughs> thought this was going to be the last episode of the year. It's not. You've already informed me of that. So we'll be back next week or the week after. Stay tuned for that. Um, we've got a couple polls coming up on Instagram. Pay attention for those. Vote accordingly. And then if you haven't already done so, I'll leave you with this. Please consider buying the shirt. If you buy the shirt, 100% of the cost of the shirt is going to the Red Cross of Kentucky to help the folks there that were affected by the tornadoes last week. Every dollar. Uh, Not to mention every dollar that goes to it will be matched dollar for dollar by Trey and I. So if you want to buy 10 shirts, you will essentially be locking Trey and I into contributing the amount of $10 or 10 shirts with you to match. So, something to consider. Go to legionsclothing.com, use promo code PUNCH, and save 15% site-wide. Be good to each other. We'll see you guys this weekend. Bye. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park